0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Zechariah, when he prophesies that the King will come to Jerusalem, righteous and having salvations, says that he will be humble and mounted on a donkey. It's just not. It's not just that we see our King Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. It's also what he doesn't ride. He doesn't ride a war horse. He doesn't ride a chariot. He doesn't come to taunt the enemy to frighten the conquered in pomp and circumstance. This is what triumphal entries were for, after all, to show who is in charge now, who rules with an iron fist. Consider Alexander the Great and his conqueror of the city of Babylon in 331 B.C. After Alexander's mighty army had conquered the entire Persian Empire, he moved in on the city of Babylon from the north and blocked the city's water supply. The city's ruler surrendered to Alexander without a fight. But before his triumphal entry into the city of Babylon to demonstrate his power and consolidate his rule, Alexander made preparations to ensure a grand entrance. He decorated the city with flowers, banners, and other decorations. He also put on the finest attire and his shining armor to display his wealth and military prowess. Alexander's procession started from outside the city walls and moved into the city's gate. The The procession included all of Alexander's soldiers, all of his generals, and all of his companions, who also were dressed in their finest attire and riding in on their war horses and their chariots. And there were also elephants and all these other animals carrying the tribute that Alexander had conquered and obtained from the other lands. In addition, lions and leopards in cages were also processed alongside Alexander. The streets, the streets leading into Babylon were carpeted. The carpeted road then was also covered with all these flowers and garlands. It was beautiful. There were stages on, all, on both sides of the road that had silver altars on them. And these silver altars had all types of incense and perfume. And frankincense. Hmm. Compare Alexander the Great's triumphal entry into the city of Babylon with Jesus's triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. One with a demonstration of power and consolidation of rule. One who comes in humility. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of the donkey. Jesus is the one true king who comes in humility. In this sense, the true king does not come to conquer at least not in, the way, in any way that would conform to any normal human definition of conquering, as did Alexander in his conquering of Babylon. The true king comes to reign by means of self-sacrifice and to give his life as a ransom payment for many. The true king's move The true king moves toward fulfillment of God's plan to save his people from all of their sins. And this is why Jesus came. And it is here in his humility where we actually see the ultimate victory. Jesus has defeated it all. Sin, guilt, despair, fear, shame, torment, sickness, and eternal death. Jesus came to defeat all of it for you. He did what we can in no way ourselves do. Jesus' humility is the means by which he conquers. He does not conquer like Alexander with human weapons, intimidation, and fear. No, he conquers all By his death and his resurrection. Death is defeated by Christ's death. He conquers not by killing others, but by being killed, which destroys the one who has the power of death. He conquers not by condemning others, but by being condemned himself. He conquers not by punishing sh- sin, but by coming, but by becoming the punishment for sin. And he conquers in humility. He came to be the king that was crowned with thorns. The only spear that he has is the one that the soldier pierces his side with. and and his throne is the cross, adorned with the purple robe with mockery, honored by the soldiers to put him to shame, lifted up not in glory but in death, and all of it for you. Because Jesus is the true king in this way. And in this way, the day of the true victory belongs only to Jesus. Yes, Alexander was victorious over the Persian Empire and the great city of Babylon. But where is he now? His victory is nothing compared to the ultimate victory of Jesus In saving the whole world from the wrath of God, destroying the power of sin and defeating Satan, who Jesus, who is now seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And from thence, he will come to judge the living and the dead. You see, Jesus's humility leads to ultimate glory. Glory. Jesus' humility leads to ultimate power. So we rejoice that Jesus came in order to die, to trample death, so that we ourselves can be fearless of death. We rejoice that he gave his back to the whip, that he was spit upon and abused all for our transgressions. He did all these things for you and for me, for our life and our salvation. Surely has borne our griefs and carried out our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement That brought us peace and with his stripes we are healed. Isaiah 53. And Jesus wants us to rejoice in his humility and suffering because this ultimately leads to his victory. Now, even though we will be reflecting on Jesus' suffering this week and we may be sad about what we hear. Listen to the Lord's explicit instructions. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. So rejoice, O church. Shout in triumph, O people of God. Your king comes to you. You hear his word of forgiveness of sins. You bear his name in baptism. And he continually comes to you in the humble and lowly gift of his supper. Continually declaring you righteous and bringing you salvation. You are his people. And as St. Paul writes in our epistle lesson this morning. He himself humbled himself even to the point of death on the cross to atone for your sin. Therefore God the Father has exalted, has highly exalted him, so that at the name of Jesus we may know this is our King. And every knee may bow may bow down in heaven and on earth. And all our voices may confess him, Jesus, to be our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.